Hello and welcome to the Pixel Swim Podcast, episode 99. I am Steve Harnick, your host, and this is the podcast where I take a dive into my personal journey with technology, plus other tidbits I find interesting. This episode episode is being recorded and released on Thursday, January 16th, 2020. Visit pixelswim.com for all of the show notes and social links if you want to follow along or leave any feedback. It's always appreciated, so thanks for tuning in to this uh, episode 99. <laughs> Almost 200. I don't even know what that means for me. So uh, uh, yeah, let's dive into the show, uh, starting with the feedback from episode 98. Uh, first of all, thank you to Mike Latori who left a comment on the, uh, the show notes page in the comment section in the discuss comments there. And this was probably some, this is probably some of the best feedback I've gotten, mostly because he's uh, really kind of looking out for me here. Uh, he left a comment initially uh, that it, when he had a little bit of time. Um, he was talking about uh, safety glasses. And so I'm going to read the, the uh, main comment that he left here and part of why he reached out about safety glasses. Safety glasses. Um, he said, many years ago, I was soldering two wires together when suddenly the tip of the solder wire exploded. I imagine there was air or something trapped in the flux core, and when it, it when it superheated, boom. I took off my safety glasses, and directly on the lens covering my left eye was a large splatter of solder. No solder landed on my face or anywhere else, but without the glasses, I would most likely be lying be blind today. I thank God to this day that Mac Chapman, he's the, the scout leader who taught us to solder, insisted we wear glasses or goggles. Anyway, that's my cautionary tale. It's been on my mind to tell you, and I'm so glad I did before you started. So yeah, he mentioned it in the earlier comment, but and uh, yeah, I was very grateful for Mike for reaching out about that, because that's one of the things I didn't even think about before I uh, started doing this is... Uh, wearing safety glasses while soldering. Uh, I did mention to Mike in the comments that I do, I have been wearing a kind of a basic pair of safety glasses to when I take off the shattered screens, uh, just because the glass tends to fly all over the place. And another tip on that one as well for removing a shattered screen is to take some sort of like packing tape that you would use to package up a box and put it on the screen, you know, cover the screen with it. Uh, to keep all of the pieces of glass together. But either way, thank you, Mike, for reaching out about uh, the safety glasses, which I'm definitely going to get a better pair before I start uh, soldering. <laughs> and you may have just saved my eyes. <laughs> so, yeah, much appreciated. Thank you uh, so much for reaching out, Mike. Very uh, helpful uh, by by far. Very, very much a helpful comment there. So, And then Mike also showed interest in the Galaxy Soul 3 that I had gotten back up and running. Uh, I'll talk about that one in a little bit here as well uh, later in the show. But uh, thanks, Mike, for reaching out. And then thank you to Tristan G. I'm just going to go with Tristan G. <laughs> Again, I don't want to butcher the last name. He uh, reached out on MIUI just uh, glad. I think he was just saying he was glad that I was back after taking a couple weeks off. And then uh, thank you to, to thank you to Kyle Helms, uh, who left some feedback uh, via Twitter. So, yeah, uh, thanks to everybody for leaving feedback after after the last episode. It's always appreciated. Head over to pixelswim.com uh, if you want to join the group there. So. 
Anyway, I just wanted to shout out a quick note that I am enjoying the NFL playoffs here in the U.S. I am a Chicago Bears fan, and they are not in the playoffs, but uh, I always enjoy watching it. I just wanted to (laughs) throw that in here. But uh, anyway, let's get into the meat of this episode. So on this episode, I'm going to talk about my current daily phone. I'm going to go over a, uh, a pro, uh, an application that I have been using, a, a Windows application uh, for uh, MP3 meta tag editing. And then I'm going to talk a little bit about uh, my short hands-on with the iPad 11 Pro, uh, the 2018 version. Uh, I think it's 11 inch, but either way, I'll talk a little bit more about that as well. I did have hands-on with that. I'll be talking also about some kind of cheap wireless earbuds that I bought uh, and why I bought them. And then uh, I'll end the the show with an update on my uh, box O-phones. So kind of the status update. (laughs) I think maybe uh, until that's gone, maybe I'll have to have a a jingle. Uh, But I I don't have one yet. But uh, (laughs) either way, box O-phones update is how we'll round everything out. So yeah, let's dive in. All right, so my current daily phone, uh, as you know, last week I retired the LG G6 Weekly Report, so uh, never know what's going to be my daily phone at this point, but I'm still using the Moto G6 Play uh, as my daily phone, Um, just have been enjoying it, like it's not the quickest phone out there by by any means, Uh, but uh, it gets pretty good battery life and does pretty much everything I need, I don't take a ton of photos, so... Uh, It's been working out for me so far. Uh, That, again, is the one that I got for $68, so uh, a bargain by far. So, um, But also this week, I did try out the LG Stylo 4 for a little while, the one that I fixed up uh, with to completion. Uh, I did have some issues with the fingerprint sensor not working consistently, uh, and I'll talk a little bit more about that later when I get to the Boxo phones, but basically I stopped using it because of that. Uh, and I'll kind of go over some reasons why. But uh, either way, I tried that out for about a day and then went back to the Moto G6 Play. I'm still interested in the Nokia 7.2 for some reason. I keep looking at it online like I want to try it. Uh, I think it was because Best Buy here in the U.S. had it on sale for $299 at one point. Uh, so, well, par- and, and partially, uh, and I'll get to this later as well in the box of phones, uh, I was using that Nokia 2.1 that I have, or 2V that I have, and uh, was really kind of itching for more out of a Nokia device because I kind of like that experience. But uh, yeah, still on the hunt, I guess, uh, just kind of on the side a little bit for uh, potential another device, uh, that Nokia 7.2 being one of them. Uh, And I was also looking at the Moto devices again this week, uh, the One series, so the One Action and the One Hyper. Uh, the, the actions, the, the one that has the uh, action cam on it that you can film in portrait, uh, but it will film in landscape. But uh, there's also the One Hyper, which is the most recent one they came out with, which has the pop-up selfie cam. Uh, and it kind of makes me think of uh, Mike Warner was on PSC, uh, the Phone Share Chat podcast this last weekend. And he mentioned that uh, it doesn't really make a difference uh, to him too much because he doesn't really take many selfies and I'm in the same boat. So if, the, if I can leave it out of the way, it's not like, I, you know, I'll probably I would probably pop it up and down when I first got it just to, for, you know, the uh, the fun of it. But uh, then I would probably just leave it, you know, contracted in the device uh, not out of the way, which is actually kind of nice. Uh, kind of makes the the notched selfies or the teardrop uh, selfie cameras 
uh, look very uh, archaic now. But uh, yeah, that one Hyper, like I said, has the pop-up selfie cam in it. And uh, yeah, it just looks like a decent uh, Motorola phone. But uh, I'm just kind of searching around at this point. But yeah, still sticking, sticking with the Moto G6 Play for now. And uh, I think that'll be it for... Uh, for a little while, we'll see. <laughs> we'll see how it goes. But uh, yeah, that's my current daily phone. All right, so I just wanted to do a quick rundown of the uh, this program called MP3 Tag. Uh, this is a Windows application that I've been using for, or that I used uh, to kind of get my MP3 files in order. Um, and mostly the album art for the music files that I keep. I keep about 12 gigabytes of music files on my uh, phones, usually on an SD card. Uh, so it's all offline and ready to be played. Um, but uh, I, you know, I notice when I go into the music applications that I will use on Android, uh, that you know, the album, album cover art is kind of hit or miss uh, as far as loading it, and sometimes it loads a low quality version. So I decided to use this MP3 tag software to manually sort of embed the album covers into each mp3 file and you can do it in kind of bulk by you know selecting multiple mp3 files so it took a little bit of time to kind of go through all of the uh, my music collection which is divided up by folders uh, by you know the folder or artists and then the albums are in different folders in the artist folders and then all the mp3s live in there and so i just basically went down the line and uh, make kind of updated all of the mp3 files even some of the you know made making sure some of the artist names matched you know there was different spellings sometimes of artists and so i made sure everything was matched up and that way everything would be nice and organized and then uh, you can embed the album art as well into the mp3 file itself so i did all of that you know went through basically a Google search online for each album and found a good decent quality image for it and then added it to the mp3 files that it applied to so a uh, very nice program uh, does a great job I'm sure there's lots of other things you can use it for uh, but that's mainly what I used it for and I also have a bunch of audiobook mp3 files uh, and so I was able to use this mp3 tag uh, software to add the book covers to those. So uh, on Android, I've been using another audiobook app. Uh, I'll talk about these some other time, but uh, basically it can also pull in uh, the book cover from the MP3 data, metadata. So uh, yeah, MP3 tag's been really great. I definitely suggest it. Like I said, there, I'm sure there's more use cases out there, but uh, this was mine uh, to kind of clean up my files, get them nice and uh, filled out as far as the metadata goes and organized and all that stuff. So I'll put a link in the show notes to MP3 tag so you can take a look at it. Maybe you've seen it already in the past, but uh, either way, it's, it's always uh, worth another look and it is free. So uh, yeah, definitely worth a, a look if you've got some some uh, MP3 files that you want to kind of get organized and, and matched and uniform and all of that stuff. So yeah, check that out in the show notes. All right, so the next thing that I wanted to talk about was the iPad 11 or iPad Pro 11, the 2018 version. This is the 11, uh, 11 inch version. Uh, and this is actually sort of an update on my niece, Azure. Uh, if you remember, I had her on the show as well on the past. And uh, so for Christmas this year, she did get an iPad Pro. Uh, and so basically I was able to uh, help pick it out. I was helping her mom uh, find the right version for her. Uh, 
and so essentially kind of help to guide <laughs> help to guide her in finding the right one for Azure. So uh, we did land on the iPad Pro 11. It was on sale at Best Buy at the time. Uh, and so we actually got her the Apple Pencil as well to accompany it and a case. I found a nice case on Amazon for her. I'll put a link to that in the show notes. But uh, yes, yeah, she is actually kind of, I've always kind of thought, um, you know, you, you think like, oh my God, you're getting, you know, a kid getting an iPad Pro. <laughs> why would you know this seems ridiculous etc you know they're not cheap uh but they uh you know tech i mean there's a reason it's called a pro it's you know definitely got uh, more features than a regular ipad or more power i don't know exactly actually but uh either way i've always thought azure could use an ipad pro uh for drawing um she's a, a very avid drawer she's uh, used, you know, sketchbooks and stuff like that. She's always drawn on her phone. Um, and so she kind of really wanted this uh, this iPad Pro as a drawing tablet, really. Uh, and, you know, you can do a lot of very professional things on it. So I've always thought that she could, she would actually use something like this. This would not go to waste <laughs> on her. Uh, and so, yeah, she would use it for drawing mainly. And uh, basically ever since Christmas that's what she's been doing so I did get to see it uh, I think on Christmas Day I helped her set up some things on there and uh, get things going and so I, I honestly I was going to uh, share with her like hey you know have you used layers in this you know in these applications so you can draw different parts and and actually she was way ahead of me so she knows what she's doing with this thing she knows uh, what what to do, you know, as far as, as the proper way to sort of construct drawings uh, in these applications that she's using. So, yeah, uh, kudos to her for it. I mean, like I said, this thing is not going to go to waste. Uh, she's already been drawing away on it. Uh, and I know her mom was actually looking also at the sort of uh, drawing monitors that you can connect to a PC, uh, mainly because they're way cheaper, you know, but uh, for her, I think that this was probably better. You know, I don't, I, I don't know any kid who's going to want to be, you know, tethered to their PC. And then they didn't really have a PC that would be powerful enough to kind of power one of those monitors. So it's just, you know, th this was really a good fit for her. Uh, Azure also has an iPhone already. She already knows how to get around and do all the, the things she needs to do. And so, um, like I said, uh, as far as iPad uh, iPad Pros go, uh, for a kid, <laughs> I think Azure is uh, well-deserving of it. And like I said, not going to waste. But yeah, I did have hands-on with it for just a little bit. Uh, honestly, you know, uh, tablets and, and stuff like that are really are just <laughs> giant phones to me. So uh, I would like to draw, you know, on it a little bit. Uh, but uh, I could also try out my wife has the Galaxy Tab S6 that came with the pen as well. And so I think that, you know, if I wanted to do that, I could try that out on there first and not worry about getting myself an iPad. But it is very good for drawing. It's very responsive. It's just, uh, you know, the applications on the iPad Pro are, you know, a little bit better, I, I think, than the, the drawing applications that is are a little bit better than the uh, ones that I've seen on Android. But uh, either way, uh, really nice device. Uh, not really blown away by it to be honest but uh it's a super useful useful tool for her uh which i think is really the point so yeah that was my hands-on with the ipad pro 11 uh yeah i can recommend it i guess <laughs> uh for if you're gonna use it uh so yeah 
All right, so the next bit of my notes here is that I did buy some cheap wireless earbuds. Uh, I got these at uh, CVS for $25, but they were actually cheaper. Uh, my wife has a lot of rewards points there, so we were able to get them a little bit less than that. But uh, the reason I got these, um, and these are kind of like uh, like AirPod ripoffs, um, but in black. Uh, the, yeah, but the reason that I got them is for kind of for just for my bedside uh, at night uh, for podcasts. Uh, it was kind of finding the headphone wire to be a little intrusive, you know, when I'm trying to lay there, going to sleep, etc. And so, yeah, just picked these up. They don't have the greatest battery life in the world. Uh, I think it's like two hours or something like that. And the case, you know, comes with a nice little charging case and well, the case will charge them up. Uh, four times, I think it said. So, uh, you know, it's just about right for my bedside. And you save a lot of money in buying these as opposed to, you know, getting a, anything more uh, for the bedtime. And the sound quality on them is actually really not too bad. But uh, the the brand on them uh, is called Gentech. Uh, it's not something that I think I've ever seen before. These are the Gentech TW2 True Wireless Earbuds. And uh, for the most part, they work exactly how you'd expect. Um, I don't know if they're as seamless as AirPods. Uh, they just kind of set up like any other Bluetooth headphones that I've had. Uh, so yeah, it's uh, kind of like I said, these are these are not for <laughs> for the quality uh, at all. They're perfect for voice uh, listening to voice uh, in the podcast. So. I think the thing about these ones that actually makes them a little bit different is I'm pretty sure these are just the the sort of Chinese version of the AirPods, uh, the knockoffs that you see all over the place uh, for very cheap, uh, but they're kind of repackaged uh, in good packaging with uh, instructions that are in very clear American English, uh, and with the uh, yeah with all the instructions being very easy to follow uh, and in a very natural natural uh, language and so I think that's kind of what these are about but uh, ultimately they're just uh, just cheap knockoff airpods um, but they do work like I said it was very easy to get them set up and paired and um, they've been working well and if, if anybody remembers I had kind of uh, I think when I ordered something on eBay the seller actually um, sort of included for free uh, one of those uh, an earbud uh, wireless earbud just one and I kind of was uh, a little bit uh, confused about why anybody would want just one but I kind of get it now because sometimes I'll be laying on my side in bed and just have the one in my ear and honestly I'm not sure where that uh, pretty sure I donated the the uh, the one earpod thing that I got a while ago but uh, either way I got this set now and um, like I said they're decent you know that they're not as they're not horrible like you might expect and so um, I can definitely suggest going this route if you're looking for something in the same sort of situation. I don't think I would ever buy these and use them to be out all day or be at the office all day or to listen to music or anything else other than what I've got them for. And it's kind of a cheap way to get done what I wanted to get done. And it's nice to eliminate the wires. Uh, the only thing about them I think that's a little bit off is the fact that they both have lights on the side of them that kind of glow in the bedroom at night. So I think I'm going to throw some electrical tape over those lights, uh, even though they're kind of, you know, the uh, indicator lights on the, the device. But, uh, you know, there's also audio 
indications when you turn them on and off and they're connected, etc. and low battery and all that. Uh, you get an audio feedback as well through the headphones, so the lights aren't necessarily as important. You can always peel the tape off if you know, you're in a real bad troubleshooting situation. So yeah, that's really the only thing. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm happy I actually, I'm, I'm happy that I bought them. Uh, and they just, uh, they're working for me. So, uh, like I said, I got them at CVS, which is just like a pharmacy place over here. So yeah, overall, very happy with these cheapy wireless earbuds. All right. So let's go into our box O phones update to round out the show here. So I, uh, did, uh, get the Nokia 2.1 uh, screen in so I, I'm not sure where I left off exactly last time but I'm pretty sure the screen was still broken but I got the new Nokia 2.1 or 2v screen in and installed uh, so that Nokia 2.1 is working um, and so I also tried to put my sim card in it because it is a Verizon version over here in the States and uh, that's part of why it's the 2v is the model number or the, the version and uh, usually most of Verizon stuff seems to be uh, network unlocked, uh, so you can just start using it with, uh, with any other sort of SIM card for, or other carrier here in the U.S., and uh, this time it wasn't. I think it might be because this is a Verizon prepaid phone, uh, so it's not on the main sort of service plans that Verizon offers. And so I think that's part of why it wasn't network unlocked. Uh, so basically you had to put in a code in order to use a different SIM card. So actually did order a code for it, an unlock code and put that in and now it's a uh, network unlock. So I can technically use it on my uh, T-Mobile service. So yeah, so that the Nokia 2.1 is basically done. Uh, it's uh, ready to go. It's the back uh, cover of it is a little bit scratched, but it, uh, it it's working uh, well. Uh, there's not a whole lot of parts out there for it. So uh, it's just kind of what it is for now. I'm not 100% sure what I'm going to do with that. Uh, potentially donate it, uh, which I'll talk about in a little bit here. But uh, yeah, so the Nokia 2.1 is good to go. Uh, I already mentioned earlier that I, the LG Stylo 4 is uh, up and running. The only problem I was having was fingerprint reader issues, and I'm pretty sure this is because the back of it is plastic. The back cover that go that uh, seals on is plastic as opposed to glass, um, like a more premium LG phone, uh, like the G6. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so the fingerprint reader... Uh, touch pads uh, that touch some pins that are on the motherboard are on this uh, adhered to this back plastic panel and so I think what's happening is I'm not able to adhere the back of the device uh, quite the same as when it came out of the factory and so uh, it kind of is inconsistent as far as uh, whether it's touching those pins or not so because I notice when I press in on the back a little bit that the fingerprint reader will start working again. So I'm, what I'm going to do is I'm just going to I'm going to leave it for now, but when I go back to it, I'm going to figure out a way to get that back panel on there more tightly, I guess, <laughs> or tighter, a tighter fit uh, with more stronger adhesive. 
I think that that will do the trick. And it kind of made me realize that the, the glass back on the G6, which also has holds the fingerprint sensor much the same, uh, is actually a good design for that sort of setup because there's no flex, there's no, no real give on the glass versus this plastic back panel, which does us, uh, you know, kind of bend a little bit and has some give to it. So I think it's, you know, if you don't ever open the phone up, I think you're good to go. But because I did, it's kind of something I got to troubleshoot my way through. But uh, yeah, I also mentioned the Galaxy Soul 3 uh, that Mike uh, Latore is interested in. I'm going to get it up and running for him and probably send it out to him uh, because he's on Cricket, which this is the Cricket, Cricket version, but it's also uh, network unlocked. But uh, either way, I did tear that down because I was uh, going to send it to Mike, but then I realized it's way more scratched up than I realized. <laughs> uh, I think I was just excited about it because it was the only phone in the box that was not that did not have a cracked screen. And so I think I kind of underestimated how scratched it was, just thinking like, well, this is in way better shape than the other ones, but uh, it's it was actually very scratched up. So I... Uh, decided to tear that one down and uh, order up a new screen for it. Um, while I was taking off the old screen, the, uh, the home buttons and the, uh, the back and recent buttons, uh, I didn't know because I couldn't find a good teardown uh, video or uh, you know article or whatever. I couldn't find a good one for this phone specifically, so when I was taking off the bottom part of the screen, uh, trying to get through that adhesive, you accidentally cut through a little ribbon cable, tiny, tiny little ribbon cable that connects the home button and the headphone jack, which all is kind of connected together in one piece. Uh, so I got another one of those coming in as well. Uh, so I'm going to get that one back up and running and uh, hopefully get that out to Mike soon. So uh, yeah, that's the Galaxy Soul 3. That one is, is, is also the one that I... Uh, network unlocked uh, at one point as well. So um, that one should be back up and running soon. So uh, I today I got the uh, OnePlus X earpiece in. Uh, this is uh, the last part to this OnePlus X that I have that I need uh, to get the earpiece working because I accidentally broke it when I uh, took it apart the first time. So I should be able to get that installed. I have it here, just need to install it. So. Uh, yeah, so hopefully the OnePlus X will be uh, checked off the list uh, as, as the, the next episode. So uh, yeah, that's kind of where I'm at with most of those. That's kind of the update on the ones that I've been working on. Uh, I think uh, as far as what I'm going to do next, I think I'm going to try to do the HTC 10 Evo, uh, which is actually another name for it. Uh, I think it's an AT&T phone. I could be wrong. I can't get the screen to turn on, so I can't see what what uh, version it is exactly. And so there's no uh, markings on the outside either. So I'm gonna have to tear that one down. Uh, the one thing about that one, uh, that HTC 10 Evo, is that there is no headphone jack. It'll be the, <laughs> technically it's the first phone that I've owned that does not have a headphone jack, uh, which is kind of unfortunate, but uh, you know, we'll get that up and running. Maybe that we sell that one because that one might have a, just a tad bit of value. I don't know. We'll see when we get it up and running what kind of storage it has and stuff like that. But yeah, we'll uh, we'll see. Uh, hopefully I'll be able to tear that one down and uh, see what it is, you know, uh, and then get a get a, at least a screen ordered for it uh, so I can get it back up and running because it does vibrate when I press the power button, but there's no, uh, it's clear, there's no, no uh, activity on the screen. It's clear it's not working. So 
yeah, so like I was saying a minute ago, uh, I'm kind of looking into donating some of these devices to charity. Uh, I'd like to thank my dad for kind of suggesting this because I guess uh, his local women's shelter will take uh, smartphones uh, for the women that can't afford them. And so I started looking into local stuff like that, uh, local women's shelters and and uh, any other place that might take them and use them. Uh, so I actually did find uh, an article on HowStuffWorks.com uh, about donating a cell phone to charity. So it lists a few options on there that are kind of more national projects. Uh, so I'm going to put a link in the show notes to that because there's uh, if you have some old phones maybe uh, and you don't want to necessarily just recycle them or throw, you know keep them in your drawer anymore. If they're you know functional, I think you can send them off to some of these places and they'll make good use of them. Uh, one of them, I think, actually uses them as emergency devices for the homeless. So basically, uh, if you didn't know that uh, how every cell phone uh, is required to work here in the U.S. is it must be able to make emergency calls regardless of whether it has service or a SIM, a SIM card in it. So you can always make a, a an emergency call. So basically they uh, take in these phones, make sure they're functioning, and, and give them out to the homeless to so they have a way to call for help if they need it. So just a really, in, really cool and really interesting ways to reuse some of these uh, devices, which definitely appeals to me, because I think that that's uh, that's probably that's honestly best case scenario for if these if I can get these devices up and running for some of these to to go to something like that. So very cool. If anybody knows of any other good sort of charitable organizations that uh, might uh, take old smartphones that are working or just phones that are working in general, uh, just let me know. Uh, you can head over to pixelswim.com and find a way to contact me there. So, yeah, that's kind of the whole update on the Boxo phones. So uh, we'll see where we're at next week. We're working our way through. There's still, <laughs> I'm kind of getting through all the ones that are uh, that I've you know wanted to get through. So I'm kind of getting into the nitty gritty of the ones that are sort of left, uh, which kind of makes this charity thing. Uh, make more sense, you know, it kind of gives me a purpose with these devices to get them back up and running and working so uh, they can go and, and continue to work out in the world. So yeah, uh, I think that's it for the Boxo phones. All right, so let's wrap things up here on episode 99 of the Pixel Swim podcast. Thank you as always for tuning in. Head over to pixelswim.com for the show notes again. If uh, you want to leave any feedback, always appreciate it. I just like I always say. So <laughs> I don't really have anything planned for show 100. Uh, I, you know, I, I barely get through the week uh, setting up these notes for the week. So maybe I'll have something special. Not 100% sure. But either way, uh, episode 100 hopefully will be coming next week. Uh, and we'll just go from there. Uh, but uh, thanks for tuning in for these first 99 episodes. <laughs> I don't know how any uh, person has listened to all 99, but uh, that's, you know, amazing to me. But either way, uh, have a great afternoon or evening or cold day or hot day or whatever temperature it is where you are. Anyway, thanks again and Godspeed. speed.